This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 17 weeks, 4 quarters, 60 minutes, and it all leads up to one winning, winning drive. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome back to the Winning Drive podcast. I am Rita Hubbard, a.k.a. the NFL Chick, co-host of Ravens Postgame Uncensored on 105.7 The Fan. And I'm Cordell Woodland, host of Shaking It Up Sports on 105.7 The Fan and the station's Ravens beat reporter. So we move to the next NFC South opponent, which is the New Orleans Saints, in which the Ravens travel to New Orleans for Monday night football prior to their bye week. And the Saints, to me, are an anomaly. I mean, they're, they're an enigma to me. Their record doesn't really indicate how good they've been. Obviously they've dealt with some injuries um, on both sides of the football. Um, They've finally decided to allow Andy Dalton to continue to be the starter, even though Jameis Winston has appeared to be healthy from his um, back situation. So, you know, this is a team that I think that we saw the potential of what they we thought that they'd be like a week ago, and now they come in and they and we play uh, they play against the Ravens um, in prime time. So let's start with the Ravens defense against the Saints offense. And Cordell, you and I were looking through um, their numbers. I mean, statistically, you know, they're they're a good team. Um, they. They're obvious, They're in the top 10 in rushing. Obviously, they're not as better than the Ravens, but they're also in the top 10 in passing. This is They're, they're not in the top 10 in terms of um, points scored, which is probably why, you know, they haven't won as many games as we'd like to think that they've won. But, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm wrong. They no, are in the top 10 no, of points eight. scored. They're eight. I'm sorry. So they're 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 just above. They're just a couple of spots above the Ravens' offense. So it's funny because like when you start looking at what this team is, it's like I don't even understand how we've gotten to this point of them not you know being the leader of the NFC South, which I predicted by the way in our preview that they would be the winners of the NFC South, and they have all of the 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 items put, that they can put together to do that because the NFC South is so bad right now. 
But when you look at this offense and see how basically fluid they are across the board and, and consistent they are across the board, how does that fare well against a Ravens defense? Oh, who, by the way, will probably be playing Roquan Smith. Oh, who, by the way, will probably be playing Tyus Bowser as well um, coming into this Monday night game. Yeah, I think it'll be a legit test for the Ravens. Um, this is a Saints team, like you mentioned, you know, they're top 10 in pretty much every offensive category this year. And uh, you look at their record and you see that they're three and five on the season. You you definitely wonder how that could be. But I think a large part of it has been due to injuries. Guys like Michael Thomas haven't been there. Jarvis Landry hasn't been there. Uh, Alvin Kamar, he didn't score his first touchdowns of the season, I believe until last week. So, you know, he, this has been an offense that has kind of, and Alvin Kamara has missed some games this season too. So, you know, this, this has kind of just been a situation where I think that the Rams just haven't had all of their weapons at their disposal all at the same time. Um, And they've got some bad losses to be frank. I mean, it's some losses that the Saints, probably wish that they could go back and uh, have another opportunity to play. You look and they lost to a, to, to uh, Carolina in Carolina week three lost that, that loss to the bucks doesn't look as good. No, it does not. Uh, you so know, that's two losses in your own division. Yeah. Two losses in the division. Um, and then, you know, they've got some losses to teams like Arizona, Cincinnati and Minnesota as well. Uh, so they haven't had the easiest schedule. I, I know the NFC is kind of a mess right now, um, but they did beat a team like Seattle that has shown that they can kind of beat anybody uh, depending on any given Sunday. So I think this is a Saints offense that the Ravens can't overlook. It's great that they'll have Roquan out there, big addition, Tyus, like you mentioned as well. Um, and I think that this defense has been playing well over the last three weeks to almost a month now. So, you know, they're trending in the right direction. It's going to be important, though, to not allow Alvin Kamar to kind of break this game open. Yep. He's, he's you know, a legit problem. Um, and I think he presents a different problem than maybe most other running backs in the NFL. He's He's so good in both the run game and the receiving game. And he's probably the toughest guy, toughest running back to bring down, I would say, after Derrick Henry. Yeah. He has incredible balance. Um, even when you think you got him, he finds a way to stay on his feet. And, he, you know, he could have a three, four touchdown game out of nowhere. So he's a guy that you look at the guys that we mentioned at the Ravens are getting Roquan and Tyus Bowser. Patrick Queen's kind of been playing more consistent as of late uh, than not. Um, I, I think that it's going to be important on those linebackers to make sure that they they do their job on, on a guy like Alvin Kamar because, yeah, he, he could be a real issue. And you wonder how much Taysom Hill we're going to see in this game. You know, he's kind of their wildcat when it yeah. comes to the uh, quarterback, to the back of quarterback position. But he also plays tight end as well. So, you know, anytime he's on the field, you have to be alert for where he's going. Um, Chris Olave, another one, you know, rookie receiver. He's he's kind of been the guy that's been able to be out there m most of the season while guys like Jarvis Landry and Michael Thomas have been hurt. 
Um, he, he can beat you as well. And he hasn't necessarily cemented himself as like one of the best receivers in the league. But for the Saints, he's been really good for them. Um, and he's been one of those guys that Andy Dalton can kind of trust, especially on some of these down-the-field throws. So um, the Ravens know Andy Dalton really well. Uh, I don't think that there'll be a team that gets caught blindsided by him. I'm kind of still wondering how the Saints are okay with going with Andy Dalton over Jameis Winston, <laughs> even though Jameis, you know, even when Jameis is healthy out there, he hasn't necessarily shocked the world. You know, he, he's been okay at best. Just, but I thought just, that he was a guy that had trended up, like particularly last year before his knee injury. I thought that he was playing, you know, at a, at a level that we thought that we'd see from Jameis. And then, you know, he came into the season and he was hurt and it's crazy. It's like, how, you know, how did you lose your job on your day off? <laughs> I mean, what happened? I, I feel like Jameis, the bar was so low for him coming into New Orleans. It was just like, Please don't throw 30 interceptions. Like, just, just, just throw 30 <laughs> interceptions and you'll have a chance to be here. Um, so he did cut down on the turnovers, but the I think with him... Well, he cut, got that surgery. Don't forget. Right. He no, he had the surgery this year, but they, they're saying he's back and he's healthy and he could play, but Dalton is the guy. I, I don't... I, I think in the midst of Jameis trying to cut down on the turnovers he also lost his aggressiveness um and i think that that's a new orleans offense that they want to move spread the ball around they don't want it to be like drew Brees's last year where it's just you know dink and dunk yeah. the entire time and i think james kind of i don't i'm not going to say he got into dink and dunk mode but he really wasn't taking chances in fear that he would turn it over uh, whereas Andy Dalton, he's kind of found ways to be aggressive and not turn the ball over as much um, outside of that Cardinals game where he had, you know, the back-to-back pick sixes on Thursday night football. And yeah, it was just a mess for, yeah. the, for them in general against the Cardinals. But um, last week against the Raiders, flawless game uh, on both sides of the ball for them. Yep. You would imagine that they're going to look to kind of carry that over. Um, but like I said, this Ravens defense, all they have to do is kind of keep doing what they've been doing. I, I am intrigued about them as a rush defense. They're, I think they're fifth in the NFL right now as rush defense. Um, but I also think that they have not faced a team that really is trying to go to the running back. And nowadays, it's, it's different now. Teams aren't just looking to involve the running backs in the run game. So it, it's it's the total package. Can they – this is yet another receiving back and probably the best receiving back that they have faced this year that they're going to have to really keep their eye on um, is going to require guys like Kyle. And we have to even see – I mean, this is a new-look defense now. We, we have to see who's even going to be on the field anymore for the Ravens, you know, with Roquan and Ty is coming, this could possibly impact guys like Kyle Hamilton snaps, guys like Adafi always snaps, you know, especially once Ajabo gets uh, on the field, it's, it's going to impact some of these guys uh, playing time. So I think we also got to pay attention to see who's actually getting on the field for the Ravens now, because this defense is, is totally new now in the, in my eyes. 
I, listen, I don't care about any of that, the snap stuff. I'm just interested in who's going to be the best player out there and put him on the field. And you don't have to put your pride aside. The the one thing that is very important that this defense has to do is tackle. Because you already mentioned that um, Kamara is very hard to bring down. He's a, he's a strong, powerful back. Uh, and, and he could do so many things. But this team has struggled with tackling. Uh, and it has been a problem. And now it's gotten better over the weeks, but still something that I feel like it needs to be worked upon. And I just feel like this is a game that you have to find a way to make the tackles. And you have a guy like Roquan Smith who it can be all over the field, can make the tackles, can um, cover perfect linebacker in this situation. And so what you really hope is that um, it allows Patrick Queen to be free to potentially worry about Kamara, but you got to tackle. You got to tackle. And that's what's going to be very important going into this game. You already mentioned um, Andy Dalton. That's probably why he's the continued starter because Andy Dalton, you know, comes from a system of having guys like AJ Green and, 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 and those other types of players, Tyler Boyd. So he's used to airing it out basically. Um, and so if you're tired of dinking and dunking and Jameis is playing safe because he doesn't, you know, mentally he doesn't want to throw interceptions, obviously. I mean, nobody wants to throw interceptions, right? But mentally, you know, he's it's probably in the back of his mind. Then you have to find that. Look, okay, that's not how we're going to win these football games. We got guys with talent. We have to push the ball down the field. And Andy Dalton does give you that in, in, in a more accurate um perspective outside of the two pick sixes yes i know that that happened i'm just saying uh so i i I understand why that they wanted to go stay with dalton it's unfortunate for Jameis because i don't think that he deserved to like lose his job but if you want to push the ball down the field then i understand your logic and saying well this he's going to take the chances and we that's what we we have guys that will allow you to do that take those types of chances i'm not really sure what's going to happen in terms of um if 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 jarvis landry is going to play if michael thomas is going to play because michael thomas is officially listed as questionable which Usually that means someone is going to play. Um, if that's the case, I mean, man, this is this could potentially be a long day for the Ravens secondary. So it is very, very important for them to get at Andy Dalton pretty much at all times, simply because if they have those guys back, it could be a long day for the secondary. No doubt. No doubt. And, you know, like I said, Monday night in New Orleans, they've got they've got some guys that you definitely have to pay attention to. Yep. Um, I I, I really want to see this linebacking unit against Kamar. I think that's the I think that's the key matchup, uh, really on that side of the ball is Roquan Smith versus Alvin Kamar, uh, the leading tackler in the NFL against maybe the most one of the most uh difficult running backs to tackle in the NFL. It's a perfect time to get Roquan. I think if you're the Ravens because if it's not Roquan and it's still Josh Bonds and Patrick Queen and even still the addition of Tyus Bowser, that's a big test. Bowser's their best coverage linebacker, at least he was before Roquan uh, got to town. He, you know, he, he that would have been a big first game for him to come back to. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Got, like, his, his shot I mean, got stolen on. just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> and it's a good thing to have. You know, we talked to Patrick Queen in the locker room the other day and just asked him about just how he feels about Roquan and, you know, Patrick Queen acknowledged that 
there are people out there that are going to try to make it seem like this Roquan joining this team is a bad thing for guys like him because they should be intimidated by talent or something like his job. Uh, like Patrick Queen should be in fear of his job. I don't, I don't think Patrick Queen should be in fear of his job. If anything, I think guys like Patrick Queen and Tyus Bowser are ecstatic because it takes a ton of pressure off of both yep. of them. Yeah. Um, I, I think that this is going to allow them to kind of lock into them individually. It'll allow them to lock into what it is that they do best. This should make everybody's job easier from the, from uh, Bowser and, and Queen to Mike McDonald. Uh, when it comes to scheming, he could kind of simplify things with, I, I just, I just really think the addition of Roquan is so major um, that, this Ravens defense is I, I really want to see what they look like Monday because I no longer know <laughs> what to expect from these guys, because I, I just want to see who's now going to do what, what is yep. each person's assignment now? Because we're used to seeing queen have to be the blitzer, have to be the guy that puts pressure on the quarterback, have to be the guy to cover guys in the middle of the field, have to be the guy to, you know, blow up the run plays on the blitz. So I, I just think that it's going to be different, especially for that second level and maybe for the for the uh, safeties too. You know, it, it's going to change some of the things they have to do because now when you got a guy like, uh, like Bowser and like Roquan that are going to be able to be in coverage over that intermediate part of the field, now you give your safeties a little more flexibility yep. in, in regards to what they can do. So I, I really just want to see how the how this domino effect uh, ends up changing this defense. We will find out on Monday night if the Ravens are ready for what the Saints are going to give them. It should be fun to see the addition of Bowser as well as the addition of Roquan Smith. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, guys, if you are listening to the Winnie Drive podcast, make sure that you hit the subscribe button so that every time there's a new episode, you will be the first to know. Okay, let's switch it to the Ravens offense versus the Saints defense. And this is a Saints defense that coming into the season, people had really high expectations of. And at first, they did not um, live up to those expectations. But since then, they've definitely come around to be what many people thought that they would be uh, defensively. And this is a Ravens team that, yes, they won the football game against the Tampa Bay Bucks, um, but we all know what that first half looked like um, as a result and then the second half of the football game. So but this team is more than likely going to be without Mark Andrews. We know that they're going to be without Rashard Bateman. And again, the Saints defense literally just gave up zero points to the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, who have Devontae Adams, by the way, and Josh Jacobs, two very good football players. So uh, what do the Ravens need to do in this in this regard to try to uh, move against the Saints? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that 
the Ravens are one of the few teams that when they're at their best, they're doing what they want. Like, I don't think that the Ravens are one of those offenses that has to change what they do based off of the defense they play. They can, when they're at their best, they can force defenses to adapt to what they're doing. Um, so I think it's important for the Ravens to come out and still establish the run. I know Gus Edwards isn't there. I know J.K. Dobbins isn't there. But this Ravens offense is not pretty when the run game is not involved. Really, when the run game is not the focal point of the offense. It, it has to stay that way. We saw a tale of two halves Thursday night against the Bucks, where the first half they wanted to throw for throw the ball 30 times, only get three points. Second half, run the throw the ball eight times, and then they scored 24 points, and they ran for over 200 yards in the second half alone. You know, that's not a coincidence. That's who they are. And I think the last couple of weeks, really up up until the Bucks game, really all season, I think that they have been trying to figure out their identity, find out who they are, specifically on the offense. Who are we? Um, what is it that we do best? Because to start the season, they look confused. Yeah, they, they, they didn't know how to run the ball. Granted, Gus Edwards wasn't there, um, and I, you know, I, I had asked Lamar at the beginning of the season about the run game, and you know, he's all on the you know, this isn't the Ravens of old. Well, you know, it probably should be after Thursday night because uh, you you see that the run game is what they what they should be doing. So I, I think it'll be important to establish Drake. He's probably going to be the starter. Please, more Justice Hill in there. I, I definitely Please, think that's we are begging. We yeah, are begging. He should be included in there a lot yes. more. And depending on game flow, Whoever's got the hot hand, you you ride with them. Yeah. I'm if I'm a betting man and I can be at times, I'm <laughs> a bet. Justice Hill's probably going to be the more productive back on the ground between the two. Yeah. Um, so it'll be and obviously Lamar at, is, is sprinkled in there himself. He he's going to do what he does. But from there, can the Ravens continue to spread the ball around? Is Mark Andrews going to play? Is Gus Edwards going to play? I, I, I would be surprised if either of them play. I definitely don't expect to see Gus out there, but Mark, he's he's a he's an animal. So it's going to take a lot to keep him sidelined. It makes sense to not play him, considering you got the bye week right after this game, and yeah. you got Isaiah Likely, who I think we can trust to kind of man that tight end position for a game. Uh, and, and really, I, I trust Isaiah Likely, but I definitely could trust him if it's a one-game situation before the bye week. If Mark's got to sit, I mean, it's not just the knee issue he's dealing with anymore. Now it's the shoulder as well. So this is a guy that's getting beat up. Yeah. He's getting beat up right now. Um, so use this time to kind of give him a break and go. And, and I, I would say go with Isaiah Likely. So I think they need to follow that recipe that they had in the second half against the Bucks. Force the force the Saints to have to guard every blade of grass, get everybody involved from Duvernay to Likely to Mark to Robinson, Prochet as well. You know, everybody needs to be an option out there. It has to be a threat to the defense because if not, you're going to become predictable again. Then the offense is going to start looking stagnant. It's going to be a replay of what we've seen really over the last three to four weeks. Um, and that's not what anybody wants. And the, and, and, and the uh, Saints, they've got some guys 
on that side of the ball. We know about the Honey Badger uh, at safety. They got guys like Pete Werner, uh, who's one of the top guys in the NFL in tackles this year. They also have Demario Davis. We know about Cameron Jordan. Yep. Uh, you know, and they've got some young corners who've had to play in relief. Uh, guys like Paulson. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce his last name completely. I think it's like Adebo. Um, but he played last week, and he was kind of the guy that had to uh, take on the challenge of Devontae Adams. Marshawn Lattimore hasn't been out there, and he may return on Monday night. We'll see. That'll be a big addition for them as well. But they've got, you know, Paulson, he was he did an excellent job against Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams, I think, only had three catches in that game last week. Pretty much was a no factor right? in the, in the uh, Raiders getting shut out against the Saints. So, Definitely is not a team to overlook. This is one of those situations where I've been saying everybody talks about the Ravens having a favorable schedule because they look at these teams' records. Right. This is one of those teams where you cannot get caught up in their record. They're dangerous, and it is really any given week that they can kind of pop off, and we saw that last week. I completely agree with you. I mean, you mentioned all of the, the defensive guys that they had, and, I, and as I've already mentioned, like this was a defense that coming into the season, people really had high expectations for, and we're finally seeing all of that come together now. And, you know, they're in the top half of pretty much every category, their defense. So, you know, across the board, offense and defense, the Saints are really good, and their record just really doesn't reflect that because, you know, it's the NFL and every week, you know, it it, it just kind of plays itself out. You know what I'm saying? And so um, this is a concern. You know, yes, the Ravens have the number two um, running offense in the NFL, but the Saints are in the top uh, 14, I believe, in run defense. So, you know, what exactly, how is this going to play out? And you already mentioned there's a big possibility that Gus Edwards isn't going to play. He probably shouldn't play because, mm-hmm. you know, you want them to get rested. You want them to get ready for the rest of the season. So um, here's the thing, too. This is a non-conference game. Um, and so this is the time that you do have to rest your guys like a Mark Andrews and, and like a Gus Edwards. Because um, not saying that you want to lose any football game, but if the Ravens do lose this game, it's not a conference loss. So, you know, it, it, it's this is a very hard pick for me. This is going to be a very hard pick for me simply because I feel like the Saints are a good football team who will be getting guys, it appears, back because did you mention to me that Jarvis Landry is coming back? He, he's, I, he has probably the most likelihood to come back between him and Michael Thomas. And Michael Thomas. Yeah, yeah. Jarvis, Jarvis probably is the more likely one. So offensively, you really have to try to attack this defense. But across the board, they're pretty solid. So where do you attack? You know what I mean? And look, if I'm the Ravens, I'm not going to do anything different. You know, you tried to do that against Tampa last week. You came out, oh, they're missing majority of their secondary, so we're going to throw the ball. That didn't work. And you went back to the run game, and the run game is what worked. Do what works, and then 
set yourself up for play action or set yourself up for running the ball down the, I mean, for throwing the ball down the field when the defenses allow you to do those types of things. I would not in any type of situation try to do anything cute, do anything special. I'm going to play regular Ravens football, which is I'm going to run, 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 and then I'm going to try to get some play action to throw the ball down the field. That's what it should be. So this is this should be a game that we see guys more like Demarcus Robinson playing and stepping up. Hopefully James Prochet can get involved in this offense. Um, obviously Devin DuVernay is going to do what he's going to do, but um, we saw the emergence of Isaiah likely you can have him. Hey, look, get Josh Oliver involved. I don't know what you need to do, but you have to find a way to run the ball first. That is what you need to do. And honestly, if this defense is going to play aggressive this is a good game for you to start throwing plays and uh, throwing underneath passes, throwing flat passes in the flat to try to make this defense play honest against you. So then when you're ready to throw the ball down the field, you're able to do that. So the Ravens just have to be themselves. Don't try to be something different because we already seen you try to be something different. It didn't work. Okay, yeah. do do what you do and it will come to you. You have to make them play against your strengths. And when they do that, then you can attack. And that's the way that they can win this football game. Don't try to be cute. Don't try to be anybody but who you are. No, no doubt about it. Don't don't overthink the situation. Be you. And like I said, we've been trying to search for their identity, I think, up until this point in the season. And I think second half on Thursday night, they might have found it now. Is it going to still be that way when Gus Edwards isn't out there getting seven carries uh, and a half for like sixty yards? 60, 60 <laughs> yards you know, that's that's a big difference. Uh, he, you know, that I want to see if they can still run the ball as well as they have since Gus has been back. That's going to be the key. Um, I also want to see if they can consistently get this pass game to be as efficient as it was in the second half, eight for eight, two touchdown passes. You know, I think they really simplified it. I think it definitely, I was on with Vinny and Haney the other day and Vinny made a good point. They they definitely, uh, in the second half, there was a lot of quick throws for Lamar, a lot of one read types of pass plays for Lamar to really simplify it for him. So uh, it could be a lot of that going forward. I just don't know how sustainable that's going to be. At some point you got to, open it up a little more, but that's where creativity comes in. And and I've been preaching creative, more creativity in this offense for weeks. As the season goes on, they do show us a, you know, a new wrinkle kind of every game. Um, so I, I'm, I'm going to kind of trust Roman here to, oh. yeah, I'm, I'm going to trust Roman to keep, to, to get the creative juices flowing and to continue to get, their weapons the ball now it, it, even once mark andrews gets back out there it's imperative and i'm going to sound like a broken record but it's so important for them to make sure that they're not just locking into mark andrews it that that's going to well that, that's not going to happen on monday because he won't no, be one day is one day but just down the line just as the season goes on it's imperative that they get all of these guys involved you have to keep the defense honest and mark andrews has had good games this year don't get me wrong but he has not looked like mark andrews that we saw last year and then and i think i'm I'm not saying it's because of him i think naturally defenses are woke now 
they're not going to allow Mark Andrews to single-handedly beat them the way that they did last year. So it's on the Ravens to adjust now. Mark Andrews can only do but so much. They have to try to get more out of the other options that they have. Yeah, I agree. And 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 sometimes like we I think we talked about this uh, you know on the podcast after the Tampa game. Look, it, it felt like that it it really opened things up for this offense and it's unfortunate because you really would like to see those things plus the addition of Mark Andrews, but when you're not locked in on Andrews, it just feels like this offense is different. Mm-hmm. Maybe from the coordinator as well as the quarterback. So, you know, um we will miss him for sure. I mean, he is a prime weapon in the National Football League. However, you know, it will be good to see other guys get involved in this offense and not just have to solely rely on Andrews. The poor man is beat down, okay? He almost had the brake pads. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's bad. This, this, give him some rest. Super mini bye and then, you know, getting this Saints game off and then the bye week after that. that I think that's, you know, you, the Ravens are showing that they want to be in the fight at the end of the season. They're showing that they're swinging, you know, for the fences. This is a part of that. This yeah. Allowing your guys to get the rest L- when you can. They're in a situation where it's not often that you can say, all right, we can, we can rest Andrews. Like, and, and I'm not saying that to, to say that they're overlooking the saints. It's you just look at the way that their schedule is situated. Right. You right. have an opportunity to steal some rest for this guy, you got to take advantage of it now because he, you, we all know they're going to need him down the stretch. Absolutely. And I mentioned earlier, this is a non-conference game. So if they do lose this game, it doesn't all affect right. – right. I mean, obviously the win-loss affects their seeding, but from a conference and divisional perspective, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you got to get your guys rest so you can play – um, down the stretch because you still got to play Cincinnati Cleveland again and you yet have to play Pittsburgh so you got to worry about those guys ahead of you okay guys before we get to our last segment have you subscribed to the winning drive podcast I don't know why you haven't already but if you haven't go ahead and hit that subscribe button so Cordell and I can give you all of the latest topics regarding your favorite Baltimore Ravens all right Cordell this is not my favorite segment because i have not been right for quite some time here yeah um you have i mean listen i i thought that tampa bay was going to try to fight back and maybe they just were too injured to do that and then also you know the ravens in the second half finally found a way to adjust offensively so you know it, it revved them up to a win thank goodness by the way i I'm, i love when i'm wrong when i pick against the ravens don't get me wrong uh so this I struggle with this one because the Saints, we talked about this, they're clearly better than what their record gives them. I, I think they're more of a complete team than people um, either acknowledge or people are just seeing, right, from the, the Raiders game the week before. So I'm struggling here. I want to let you go first because mm-hmm. I have yet, I think I got to like flip a coin to figure out who I'm choosing to win this football game. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's not as easy as it looks, you know. Uh Ravens what 5 and 3 right now, Saints 3 and 5. So two teams on opposite ends of the spectrum right now. Um but the Saints are coming off of a, a nice win last week against the Raiders who stink. Uh albeit <laughs> the Ravens, I mean the Ravens are coming off a win against the Bucks who stink right now. So, you know, uh it's tough 
Ravens are the fresher team. Ravens seem to kind of be trending up. I, I do think the Ravens win this game. I think they win this game. Um, I, although I'm not saying that to overlook the Saints, but I do think the Ravens win this game. I'm just struggling with how close will it be. Mm. Um, I think I'm going to go 24-16 Ravens uh, in this one. I, I, I would not be surprised if this game creeps up into the 30s for one for, for somebody, if not both these teams. Uh, I could definitely see some scoring happen happening in, in bunches at that. Uh, but I just feel like this Ravens defense will tighten up as the game gets on. It may not look pretty early. Saints may get to get a couple drives off early. Yep. But I think that as the game goes on, the defense will start to settle in. Offense, they just – it may not be a pretty offense this week. It may not be the prettiest offense. I think we need to gear ourselves for that. Um, but it, it'll be an offense that puts together – two to three solid drives maybe in the second half to get them the distance they need to force the Saints to kind of fight their way back. So what did I say? I'm going to go Ravens 24-16. I I think I'm going to go to Ravens too. I mean, I really did go back and forth about who I wanted to choose here because I do think that the the Saints are a really – um, talented football team and you know Andy Dalton seems to have some type of resurgence here in New Orleans um, and obviously Andy Dalton knows the Ravens and so um, I agree with you that I think in the beginning um, offensively the Saints will probably have some success but the one thing that I really like about Michael McDonald is that he does not wait till halftime to make adjustments and he does them immediately if he sees something that he doesn't like he changes you know the coverages and that's why you start to see, you know, as, as the game goes on, the defense getting better. Adding Roquan Smith, obviously, is huge for this football game. Um, and so I think that that can change the dynamic of what we do with Alvin Kamara, who is their most important player to me um, offensively on the Saints roster. Uh, so I think that that helps. Offensively, I struggle with the fact that this team will continue to do what works best for them because I think sometimes uh, people get real – What's the word I'm looking for? They want to, even though you know this works, you still want to do this. And mm-hmm. I'm, I, I am not sure how this is going to work, though, um, without Gus Edwards, who we know is just a, a, a bowling ball down the field. However, I agree with you. I think that Justice Hill has to be more of, of, of a part of this run game. He's the best back available at this point. Um, I think that you do have to find ways to uh, not try to look down the field pretty early on. Do what works. If you got a dink and dunk early on to move down the field, you got to do what works. You got to see who's going to be able to step up in these types of games. And I'm not necessarily sure how that's going to work, um, but I'm confident that they'll figure it out. So I agree with you. I do think that this game could potentially get into the, the 20s, the late 20s. So I'm going to say Ravens 28, Saints 24. And I'm concerned because I ain't been right and I don't know how long. Yeah. Well, I mean, at I least should have probably picked the Saints, quite frankly, so I could be wrong right, again. You might be on the right side of history this time, though. I mean, <laughs> I've been right. So at least being on, maybe, this is that'll true. All, maybe that'll offset you being wrong. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just to just to keep it positive, maybe, maybe that's what it'll be. Maybe you're just jumping to the right side now. Right. I'm banking on the Ravens' defense putting a ton of pressure on Andy Dalton 
and finding ways to get him to throw some some bad passes. And he hasn't looked good against the Ravens in a while. I mean, yes. he was he was the they, the Ravens played him last year, albeit it was in Chicago. Uh, yeah, and he, he came was, in like as he came in as like, like in a backup role because yeah. Justin Fields had gotten and hurt. And kind of changed the game. That game almost they he almost did. he threw what two touchdowns, right? Yeah, the, the cover zero blitz. He, yeah. he, he <laughs> oh, don't we remember that? Yeah, that wasn't pretty. Uh, so yeah, look, I mean, listen, we know we know Andy Dalton very well. I don't necessarily expect a ton of cover zero blitzes this time around, and maybe you don't even have to because your front seven is completely different at this point. You can absolutely have um, guys, your linebackers, not necessarily do it, and you can just bring one. You know what I mean? You don't have to cover zero, but because your defensive line is really good, and then your linebacking core has just got, done nothing but gotten stronger in the past few days. So I don't know how this is going to go, but I do think that this – I don't foresee <laughs> any cover zero blitzes this time no. around. No. I, I doubt we see any cover zero blitzes uh, in general uh, anytime soon, <laughs> let alone Monday night. Exactly. So – Hopefully they can get enough pressure on Dalton to make some ill-advised decisions, maybe like in the Arizona game where he looked defeated at the end of the football game and get them in some good position to score. And the, um, I, I forgot to mention as well, the turnover differential is going to be big uh, in this, in this game as well. The saints, I believe um, have like a plus nine, in the turnover diff, uh, I'm sorry, minus two. They might, they might have minus two in the pl- in the turnover differential. I gotta okay. check that. Um, and I think the Ravens are like plus nine okay. in the turnover differential. So that's that's go- definitely going to be something to look out for to see who's able to kind of you know win the turnover battle uh, in this game. That's kind of been the Ravens' defensive calling card this year even when the Ravens defense wasn't that great, they've been able to force turnovers. Um, so I, I, I we'll, we'll see. Yeah. The Ravens are actually plus six in turnovers. The saints are minus nine. Oh, so, wow. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah, they ain't doing too good over there. Basically is no. what you're telling us. No. Okay. So, you know, hopefully, like I said, you can get in a position where you can get Andy Dalton to make some mistakes um, and, and and give you some better field position offensively to put this game away. So it will be fun to watch Monday night football, the Ravens and the Saints in New Orleans. You already got Ravens flock making their way down to the Big Easy. So it should be a good contingent of Ravens fans down there like it was against the Tampa Bay Bucks. Should be a fun one. Should be. Unless okay. the Ravens lose. Then it's not fun anymore. <laughs> it's going to get very unfun really quick. It will get very unfun. So Cordell and I will be talking about the game next week. We will do our recap of the game that you will be hearing from us. And I'm excited to, you know, hopefully it will be a Ravens win when we talk about this. So please look forward to our post-game review next Tuesday because they play Monday night. Thank you everyone for listening from Cordell to me. This is Winning Ride.